At long last, Dan, you're finally getting your random request bonus episode. We've been promising this since, what, April? Yes. Dan, 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 Dan. Exactly. Well, uh, welcome to No Highway Option. It's the cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to all of the movies. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's I knew you would love that sketch. Fire. <laughs> I was driving to work today, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, I gotta throw that into the intro somehow. <laughs> I, uh, AMC has been on the mind this week. Regal has been on my mind, because that's <laughs> what I bought the Unlimited Pass for. Every time you send an AMC thing, I'm like, no, that one is 20 minutes away, and the Regals are five. That one is uh, gonna be within walking distance of the place that we're moving tomorrow, so. Regal or AMC? AMC. Shit, and I just bought an unlimited pass. Yeah, man. I might have to switch over to Stubbs. And I get free refills on large popcorn. Oh, because you did the stonk. Because I, I like the stonk. <laughs> this is not financial advice. I have I my issues. <laughs> I have my issues with meme stocks, but we're not going to talk about that. I'm Connor. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Luke. I'm another one of your hosts. I don't have a tongue with a face. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. It was chosen in our random request roulette. Uh, Dan, friend of the the Disney College podcast, and I think I played Among Us with him once, gave it to us. I think he and Bradley started a band called The Away Team, maybe? I hope that that's fake information. So he's listening and he's like, what the fuck is he talking about? I I don't know if I have the right Dan. Brad was just like, yeah, you know, it was Dan. I'm like, okay, I think I know one Dan that's your friend. (laughs) So if it's a different Dan, sorry, Dan. I know a handful of Dans. A Danful, if you will. (laughs) You got any history with Kung Pao? Uh, I saw it once when I was a little kid and I remember thinking it was fucking hysterical. That's... Um, never saw it i remember a friend explained it to me in middle school and i was like that's genius and then i think it was on comedy central once and i caught the end and i was like what's happening yeah that's kind of how it is yeah it's there's like really great moments but it's do you ever watch a youtube poop (laughs) uh yeah yeah it's a youtube poop like people in 2002 paid seven bucks for something they could get for free six years later hey man i was really I think I ragged on it less hard after I looked at the credits and realized it was just the one guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought he at was, least had a team. It was Steve Odekirk doing all the voices except for the dubbing for Woe, the boob lady. <laughs> and she was she did it herself. And yeah, it like the effect stuff is really neat and you can tell there was a good amount of work put into it. It's just, you know, sometimes the jokes work, and sometimes it's like, oh man, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, it's it's Power Rangers. 
essentially like yeah. not in content but it's the same structure of yeah of like this is an old uh thing from i don't know i think it's a i think these it are said Chinese the name movies. of the original movie in the beginning it did and i should have written that uh the savage killers yeah which is a 1976 uh this is a chinese movie uh one of the plot keywords for uh savage killers is hitting the crotch yeah my uh biggest takeaway this time i feel like was what was the original movie like so i yeah there's a lot of stuff i can't tell i can't tell if this is like an action comedy or just a straight action movie i I think it's supposed to be a straight action movie but like that's what i think too there's a whole bunch like the whole the plot is apparently there's two schools of kung fu the tiger and the crane so i guess that's tiger yeah (laughs) i guess that's why there's the whole scene with betty where it's like tiger 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 (laughs) some of the stuff did really get me there's there's funny jokes in it in it it's just like it goes on a lot and it's like oh we're still oh i checked the runtime multiple times to be like it's over right like i can't see it going any further and it's like oh you got 40 more minutes i don't know what you're talking about you know, I think it was also the guy the guy from this, Steve Odenkirk, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there was a DVD extra feature that was like, I think it was a scene from, the scene from the beginning of A New Hope, but shot where all the people were thumbs. He did a lot of thumb movies back yeah. in like the 90s and 2000s. Uh, he's still doing them, apparently, the... One of the Good last things he was a writer on was from 2019, Thumb Wars 9, The Thighs of Sky Sipper. Damn. You know, I respect the hustle. Yeah. I mean, hey, created Jimmy Neutron. That's the same guy? Yeah, Steve Odekirk. Let's. I'm just, I'm just looking at his IMDb. He's got, like, cow- he wrote the story for Cowboys and Aliens. Uh... Which he wrote, is probably about the same quality as this. There are probably cowboys and aliens in that. D- Daniel Craig definitely has something on his wrist that makes Harrison Ford go, oh, it's on his wrist. Wait, did you see Cowboys and Aliens? No, I saw the trailer in 2011 a few times, though. <laughs> I did, Yeah, I saw the trailer and it, I wanted to see it. I just never got around to it. I think also, Olivia Munn is an alien. Yeah. Also, listeners, I'd like to make a point to say... I'm sorry, we're recording in the middle of a thunderstorm. So that's the thunder noises. (laughs) We had to get this done. Yeah. It's not as bad as when it started pouring rain in your car for Baby Driver. (laughs) In the middle of the fucking episode. Where there'll just be silence, then every time you bring a point, it's like... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he wrote the story for Nutty Professor 2. He Uh did the screenplay of Bruce Almighty. The beef in your taco one sure man he that's all nutty i Pro- know about the nutty Prof- the eddie murphy nutty professor right yeah the second well, the, one the there's sequel. a you mariachi don't... band that i think is also played by eddie murphy and they're probably like, uh it's like they're doing like a call and response thing with him and he's like buddy love is like trying to come out again and he's mm-hmm. like 
so he's like trying to say nice things to the lady and then at one point buddy loves like he wants to put his beef in your taco and then the mariachi band is like he's beef in your taco <laughs> he did both uh eddie murphy nutty professors is and patch adams he's done a lot of ace ventura too he's done a lot of interesting stuff those are but three wildly different films and barnyard ah i own that on dvd why uh i was a child once i guess sometimes you get a movie for christmas it's not a movie you've seen before it's not a that's movie true. you're in love with <laughs> you so know you what that you know what that's the backstory of for me what the pacifier <laughs> <laughs> i got it for my birthday just out of nowhere and they went did you see this it's funny and i went no I, that one i did see in theaters i just showed up so thanks to bobby bobby who's who's bobby i he's the guy who gave me the thing oh just he gave me the dvd he was a friend in fifth grade uh hung out a little bit after graduating at uh applebee's trivia nights nice did you get the right number of apples no Hmm. i was only there for movie things and i would get answers wrong nice and they'd be like why are you here i'm like because because you like the ones that i get right uh my biggest question for this and i think it doesn't sound as bad for some characters but some of these characters are racist right some of the voices are like the caricature uh largely largely i think just the lady yeah just wii u (laughs) what's her name not wii u (laughs) It, it's like Ling or something. When she says Wii U, it's not bad. But then sometimes when she speaks, it's like, oh, that's... I would that's argue the stereotype. Wii U is worse. I didn't I didn't realize that the Wii U was a bad stereotype, I guess. I don't know. I thought it was just a noise. I thought they just like saw the dub and were like, all right, well, she's moving her mouth a bunch and we ran out of lines for her. Yeah. For the most part, he's just doing stupid voices yeah um, i really that was when it started i was like man there's gonna be way more of that than i remembered as a child and they're really like was not no that like they're just some stupid voices some <laughs> like his main voice kind of just sounds like microsoft text-to-speech yeah like I think Microsoft Sam was the guy specifically that it sounded like. I liked that he was also dubbed. Yeah, well, he uh, apparently all of the people who were actually like filming the new scenes were just given bullshit syllables and just nonsense dialogue <laughs> to say so that they could dub it over. Uh, for example. When you when the chosen one says, "But isn't Betty a woman's name?" If you read his lips, he says, "But isn't trouble a family game?" <laughs> this must have been a lot of fun to film, but also really annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's it, it was interesting the like plugging him into places and plugging the different stuff in because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shots that were probably there. And they just did, like, his hair and his costumes. Yeah. there's There was only, like, one or two noticeable scenes where it's a wide shot and you can clearly see his face is superimposed. Right. 
because it's just better quality camera. Like, he always sticks out, or, like, any added element sticks out, because, like, the people who were in the other movie, whose name I already forgot, uh, were, like, they still have, like, the 70s grain on them, and, like, they just look like they were filmed with 70s cameras. Yeah, versus... well, like, also, everybody looks like they belong in this kung fu movie, and then there's just this head of, like, Steve Carell and Tom Cruise, baby. Yeah interesting interesting combo <laughs> do you think it's in- inaccurate I, I i don't think it's inaccurate no it's just interesting <laughs> i was trying to place it for the whole hour and a half that's what i settled on <laughs> this yeah and this whole thing also it, it's a long form improv game as well yeah i feel that like i think uh i know we had a game when we did improv called foreign film dub, but it was not this at all. But I think whose line did a game where they would just show like royalty free movie clips. And Colin mockery would just be in the background. Like I want to get kissed on the mouth <laughs> when like it's a dog barking or something. The dog who is also dubbed. Yeah. <laughs> he missed sometimes. Yeah. It's, it is a funny little movie. It's just, it's one of those things where it's the type of comedy, it would be hysterical as a quick YouTube video, but as a full movie, it kind of gets to you a little bit. Yeah. Or at the age of like eight to 10. Yeah. Yeah. And like, especially for, this could be a way to introduce like a kid to how special effects work. Like, I'm yeah. sure some kid had an awakening of, like, this is how movies are made. A uniboob awakening. I was gonna... I was, <laughs> when the, the fight scene with the cow, I was like, someone gets off to this. I don't know who, but someone is like, yeah. There's a lot of milking. A lot of milking. A lot of other stuff. Like the cow, I did not remember, even a little. The, the tongue face and the aliens, the, I remembered. The cow's, like, the trailer shot yeah yeah like it's some of the setup it's kind of like the big visual gags the guy's stomach getting punched through like a can of cranberry sauce impossible (laughs) with with how you know like organs are and 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 cartilage and it it shouldn't even be able to do that but it was like that and like a little bit of the tongue a little bit of uniboob lady and then it would always end with like the cow matrix thing like, that's what I remember from this movie. I'm like, oh, the one where the guy fights a cow. <laughs> I remembered Uniboob Lady and the thermometer and the, the tongue face with the alien ship. Uniboob Lady, uh, her name is Woe. I just want to know who settled on that gag. <laughs> I like to think that like, they thought of the Uniboob first. Who and hired... they were like, what do we name her? And then it was like, well, what do you say? You see one boob? You're like, whoa. Like, who hired Jennifer Tongue and went, all right. One titty. <laughs> and it's not going to look like a boob. No, it's just going to be a lump in the center. It's going to look like a growth. Yeah, it, it's been a second since we've done, like, a loose bonus episode with no guests, so we're just kind of, like, talking about the movie. We don't need to go 
super beat by beat. This is our bonus episodes. We get a little looser. Mm-hmm. We something about very egg. Si- there's very a, there's an egg thing just at one point. Um, you started the egg thing about returning guests get an egg, but <laughs> I made it so that you can't if you're on a bonus episode. It only counts for full episodes. I think that was the egg thing. No, oh, nice. Because I also, completely forgot the egg thing, and then Brad is, wanted an egg. I guess this is also kind of just like our update corner for like what's going on. Yeah. We're, uh, I don't know. We're, we're, we're doing we're, stuff. We're moving some stuff around. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, there'll be things happening, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. On, uh, on my end, I'm working on a move. And so I, that's, that's throwing a wrench in some planning i hope to be doing that not too far from now but we shall see that also but anyway um (laughs) yeah we'll we'll talk about that at the end uh there might be this might come out in a week where we don't have a regularly scheduled episode we might have two of these bonuses in a week one might be a birthday thing with this i don't know (laughs) Who knows? We'll talk about it live and then it'll get cut out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this apparently was going to be an animated film first. That uh, makes a lot of sense based on what happened here. Based on cow and titty. Cow and titty and French aliens. And uh... yeah, I uh, that lost me. I get it's, like, ridiculous, and it should be really funny, but it's like, the Supreme Overlords are aliens. Okay. And they're French. Okay. It was, like, the cultural thing at the time. It was. There was a lot of, like, uh uh-huh, the French, they got smelly, they're rude, they got smelly arms, and that's pretty much all you need to know about them. In my uh, senior yearbook in high school... Every signature was just anti-French sentiment. (laughs) There was gonna, yeah, there was gonna be an anti-French thing in my uh, in my dislikes, and uh, because like I don't know, because of the joke of like they're bad at wars or whatever. I don't know. I was eighteen, yeah, (laughs) and uh, they the yearbook teacher wouldn't let me keep it, so I had to I had to like barter down to the fighting style of the French. It appears alongside terrorists. For dislikes. In my dislikes. <laughs> That's interesting. That's like the... Makes you sound like the type of person who called them freedom fries. Yeah, well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> you didn't call them freedom fries, did you? No, I don't think anybody did okay. in real life. Okay. Um, I had a thought, and then I lost it. Oh, yeah, the French... Yeah, the French were just shit on for years and years in the media, and then Ratatouille was a reclamation project. I don't know if it was Ratatouille. <laughs> I think it was just like everyone, that was kind of weird, huh? Everyone was just like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah, it was like the French don't do wars. And yeah, then yeah, like, I'm not after, a history guy. It used after to... a few years, they were like, wait, shit, no, that's the Swiss. Swiss yeah. don't do wars. <laughs> Fuck the Swiss. Yeah, man, there used to be that the, the joke where you're like, Oh, this country was fighting this country, and France surrendered. Yeah. Weird. It just, it's weird. I think the, 
like slapping onto that is like putting a hat on a hat of just like i don't have you ever heard uh-huh. that term it's like it's a it's i think it's like a comedy writing term maybe does the I've heard... first hat go on your head or does well, it go on a third it's... hat i've heard other people on podcasts use it when it's like a joke gets too complicated or like too they like add another joke on top of the first joke and it's like no that second joke is like wearing a hat on a hat the first hat was fine the second hat it became weird listeners you can't you can't see because this is an audio medium but connor is just in a room full of hats Oh, no. It's like there's barely room to move or breathe. Just so I many thought, hats. I thought you were mentioning my hand stuff that I was doing <laughs> while I was trying to explain it. And I was like, I am doing weird hand stuff. But instead, it was a lie bit. It was a lie bit? No, no, it's real. It, it was all a Florida lie Marlins joke. Hats. He loves the Marlins. I was on the Marlins in third grade. It was the last baseball team I ever played for. What a lucky gag. I don't think I have the hat anymore but you could you know, say you could lie and say i'm holding it right now and they wouldn't know no I, I i'm honest you know when you're a kid and you like play in the little league baseball team and they still use the mlb names for some reason yeah you're on the milwaukee brewers for like three years in a row i don't remember i was on one of them i don't remember which i didn't play for long enough so i got brewers white Sox, marlins and then i was like i don't like this anymore yeah Anyway, um, uh, we got the character of Wimp Low. He's a he's a whiny guy with squeaky shoes. <laughs> the squeaky shoes. That's a gag that always worked. Just squeak, squeak, squeak. He doesn't know how fighting works. Was that also his thing? He just is bad at it. He's bad at it, but he's like, I'm bleeding, therefore I win. Yeah. Or like, oh, my new technique is called the your fist to my nuts technique. Yeah, well, because they have like a lot of space to fill where yeah. a movie was happening and people were saying things that weren't that. So they have like all these shots. I'm bleeding, so I win. Feels like the end of a scene that they're like, what the fuck does he say? Yeah, they're, I mean, it's like that with a lot of dubbed things where they just add a noise or anything like you because instead of like cutting it's it happens in some of the ghibli movies too instead of like moving things around or just having a silent moment there'll just be a lot of oh or like just like hmm just noises yeah speaking of ghibli films we did kiki's delivery service once on this show give that a watch yeah, and then listen to the episode. Yeah, that's what I meant. I was going to say, I think it's more important that you listen to the episode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Watch the movie, you listen to the episode. Primarily, I, I meant listen to the episode, but I said you, watch. You can listen to episodes without watching movies. You can just be like, huh, they're saying some words. We do say words. That's hard. Then Kidder. you can think about, like, I wonder if I'd want to watch this movie or not. And then you could watch it and be like, huh, I guess I did. Because <laughs> those words... I don't know. That's what happens with me when I listen to podcasts of like movies I've never seen. I'm like, maybe I should watch that later. I can't listen if I haven't watched the movie. I I understand. I do understand that. I just I don't know if it's uh like certain shows. I'm like, I just like the hosts and the vibe. So I just want to 
that that's what I want to listen to. And what the fuck? Sorry, I got distracted. I saw an ad for a uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese box Funko Pop. Connor loves Kraft Mac and Cheese. I do. I do really love Kraft Mac and Cheese, but I, I wouldn't buy a Funko Pop. Well, of a Fun- box. Listen. I also hate Funko Pops. And Funko I, Pops uh, are wild. The I, only ones I've ever purchased for myself have been Poe Dameron. I like to, I like to find a strange one every once in a while. Mac and Cheese Box is a pretty strange one. Mac and Cheese Box could go right next to Zorn with hot sauce. Or have you ever seen the Dory one? No. Dory's, Dory one's one of the worst designed Funko Pops I've ever seen. I just don't really get it like there's never going to be a time where you can flip funko pops like it's no <sighs> amount of time is going to pass and you're going to be like i got a pick of, i got chucky finster with a big head and a little body it's in a box i'm gonna sell it like it's not gonna happen this i'm talking directly to the world <laughs> see my tiktok page like i guess they see me like oh he likes geeky shit he must love funko pops people are insane with their like collection of these things yeah dude it's like beanie babies but there was never any worth to it that's the dory one (laughs) (laughs) that's horrible (laughs) (laughs) that looks like a star wars bomber dude (laughs) but yeah it's I don't understand it. Do they have any Kung Pao Funko Pops of like him with gopher chucks or something? They have the whole royal family. The characters from Friends are Funko Pops. Fucking Michael Knight and Kit are Funko Pops. Well, yeah, because that's the Funko Pop audience is like disposable income 80s people. And then they'll just like be like, oh, also, oh, if you look up Kung Pao, it's all Kung Fu Panda. That makes sense. I think so. Yeah. Let's look up the worst Funko Pops. Nice. Uh, let's see. We got a Psy, uh, Mr. Gangnam Style himself. Ah, I did a murder mystery where we did, we sang Gangnam Style, but it was gangster style. Hmm. That's not good. <laughs> it's almost a... like this. It's almost like this episode's attention span. Not very yeah. good. <laughs> it was something uh, we did. Uh, I had an Irish accent. I was a, I was a bad stand-up comedian whose uh, father was in the in the furniture business. Okay. Patio furniture. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a, it's a murder mystery. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's, a, it's a murder mystery dinner theater. <laughs> we got a Violet from Willy Wonka as she turned into a blueberry she did is she a blueberry in the funko pop yeah it's it's dumb looking <laughs> they all look dumb i don't know oh, they have when... they have the guy from ah real monsters who holds his eyes so it just looks like he's holding two black spheres <laughs> i like just... i don't like the soulless eyes they just showed up one day there's a documentary about them on Netflix, Ooh. which I definitely watched when I had nothing to do, and it felt like it was seven hours long. Oh, that seems like that'd be right up my alley. And it was basically just like, this guy loved pop culture and action figures. 
And yeah. when he he made some bobbleheads, and then he made a simplistic design, and everyone lost their shit. <laughs> he made a bobblehead that doesn't bobble. Some of them do. I have an Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man one that bobbles. I was hoping it was just Andrew Garfield. Again, bought as a gift. But <laughs> that's my the the ones that I like are the ones that, are, that just don't make any sense. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Kung Pao, enter the fist. <laughs> Kung Pop, enter the funk. Uh, we got Master Tang. He's a, you know, he's an old training master guy. Who is he likes sick? To, he's sick. He coughs a bunch. He eats a fly at one point. Uh, his trainees, if they say or do something wrong, he fists them. It did seem like that was what it's, was happening. Uh, yeah, give me my fisting glove. that he's just gonna fist him? It does. I have heard that that helps with karate. Fisting? <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's all I Do you learn that from watching just... Cobra Kai? <laughs> no. Cobra Kai's a masterpiece. I, again, know nothing about it. Well, no, I know that people like it. That's pretty much all I got. Uh... Ooh. The bad guy is Master Pain. He uh, can get hurt a bunch because he has pyramids on him. That's uh, fucking uh, apparently. Apparently, the Master Pain is a character in uh, is uh, in a in a Weibo show. One of the fucking the thing with the the tie and the headbands and whatever. Naruto. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I did not know that. Uh, I only knew because Savannah was sitting next to me. He changes his name to call himself Betty. Which is pretty ugly. uh, I'm watching Superstore now, and she's good in that. Nice. I've heard that Superstore has some jokes. I like it. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I don't know, if you've ever worked in retail, you're like, I know that feeling. And they're like, there's a thumb in the guacamole. I'm like, I don't know that. uh yeah betty is you know betty i kind of like how the chosen one's the only one who's like that's a woman's name and he's like my name's betty and for the rest of the movie they're like yeah betty you know (laughs) the villain betty he cuts off people's big toes cuts off people's big toes he plays 90s hip-hop when he fights uh like can't touch this or big butts or a remix of Black Betty. Yep. Which well, no, he, w- he would, wasn't trying to play the Black Betty remix. Yeah. They kicked the boombox. Yeah, he was going to play There's Got to Be a Morning After, which I think would have made for a much better, funnier fight scene. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, probably. I don't know. He's a magician who can make clothes turn red. Which, that's a good joke, because it's like, oh, we have a separate shot to use. What do we do? I know. I am a magician. Your clothes are now red. Yeah, I do think that that was a funny gag, a funny way to deal with in the original cut of the film. There's just like, he's wearing three different shirts. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they were just like, oh, what's the scene of him speaking? Oh, shit, we only have the red shirt one. That's okay. We'll work with what we got. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You think it was I the do- cut? 
Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was. I do always respect when something is like, we will work with what we have, we will stitch this together, and we will make something out of it. And they did make something. They did. Something is here. Like, do you ever see the, uh, the short film before Frozen, Get a Horse, where it was like, what if black and white Mickey burst out of the movie screen and was 3D color Mickey? And they got a horse? Yeah, it's a whole thing. But no, I didn't see in that. that in that Mickey Mouse is voiced by Walt Disney. They like found archived recordings and like stitched it together. But they could he never said the word red. Like throughout his entire time, so they had to like find each syllable and then make him say red and red. make it sound natural. It it sounds natural. He's just like, "Wow, red." And then moves on. But it's, I, I, I'm like, wow, I respect that. I think that's cool. Interesting. It's, I, I think that's different from, like, the, the whole CG actor thing. Like, the dead guy in Rogue One who they're like, we're gonna bring him back as a PS3 cutscene. Depends on how it works. Yeah. Anyway, um, again, we're all over the place this episode, but that's... Ooh. Fine. It's because it's looser. It's a bonus episode. There's squirrels outside, but not inside. There's also not much to talk about with this movie, I feel like. Um, I feel like a lot of this movie is just going over the jokes and being like, wasn't that funny? Pretty weird. Pretty funny. (laughs) I forgot that this was the source of I'll take a pound of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. (laughs) That was very much like a middle school, high school, like... Oh, really? Someone would just play it, and we'd be like, that's the funniest shit in the world, my dude. I did like the squirrel, the squashed squirrel getting all the nuts. And the fact that he can still crawl afterwards. <laughs> and now for my part of the bargain. <laughs> the ventriloquist song. There's two guys. They are ventriloquists. But they don't, like, in the actual movie... Their mouths aren't moving, so they're singing a song about being ventriloquists. Hell yeah, they are. It's hard. It's like, like, what do we got? Like, oh, uh, Ling's dad dies. He was my father my entire life. He was a friend. I loved him. Like, there's, there's fun stuff in it. It's fun. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a good time. It, yeah, it, it is fun. I would s- watch a sequel. Well, there was the tease at the end. There's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of nipple play. There's Godzilla or Poltra, the chicken from Jimmy Neutron. How about the intermission? How did you, what did you think about that? did not like it. I was like, all right, they're just filling up time at this point. (laughs) My nipples look like milk duds. (laughs) I mean, that was the good joke, but like, did they write that first joke and then go like, ah, we gotta make we a whole it. sequence of this. We gotta have Master Tang say he's gonna piss in your popcorn. <laughs> I guess. It it was very far into the film, too. Yeah. I like I understand I've seen other movies do like the intermission joke late or whatever, but I don't for some <laughs> reason that this one just didn't actually work for me as much. It worked as much as it was going to for me um it was pretty weird i went 
<laughs> milked a nipples. And then I moved on. Apparently there was like a lengthy interrogation and escape scene and they were like, this isn't working. We should cut it. So they were just like, all right, well, how do we get from point A to point B? Intermission. I think it's fascinating that there are things that they went, oh, this isn't working. Let's cut it in this film. And then other things they were like, yeah, man, Mushu Fasa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although when he first appeared, I kind of laughed, but then it kept going. And then he left and said, this is CNN. I'm like, ah, just like when they did it on The Simpsons. Because James Earl Jones is Mufasa and he said, this is CNN. Yeah. And there was a Simpsons Simpsons episode. There was a Simpsons episode where Bleeding Gums Murphy, played by James Earl Jones, dies. And Lisa talks to him in a cloud. And then Mufasa shows up. And then Darth Vader shows up all in the clouds and then at the end james l jones is just like this is cnn and bleeding comes murphy is like will you all get out of here <laughs> i'm i can't remember what season it is eight uh, season eight sounds right where does that put it in relation to this because this is oh two isn't it yeah no that's like 96 oh simpsons did 97 it. What's Bleeding Gums Murphy Death episode? Season 6, so it's 95. And never mind, Ron Taylor is Bleeding Gums Murphy and not James Earl Jones? Nice. Have I been wrong this whole time? I mean, if they did all that stuff, then they were like doing a James Earl Jones joke. It's probably just yeah. James Earl Jones wasn't involved. Yeah, huh, they were just doing the joke. Now, I, I learned something today. You all learned with me. I feel like I'm, like, trying to push for time to be like, we've only been going, like, 40 minutes. But, again, what else is there to, like, and this isn't, like, uh, oh, we shouldn't have been given this movie. Because I think I think it is fun to talk about this movie. No, it's fun as fuck. It's a fun movie to see. I think I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. So that's what I like. That's, like, the one thing I like about the Coming Attractions game a bunch is, like, people can give us under-talked-about movies. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that this didn't pick up. Like, yeah. Nobody ever talks about this movie. Uh, Let me see how well it did. Uh, the IMDb logo has changed. That's weird. Um, nice. Let me look at the box office information. So it had a... Mm, it was released in January, which is never good news because i'm sure fox watched this and went who the hell is this for like how do we release this (laughs) and all right uh try to guess the opening weekend gross it had a 10 million dollar budget released january 25th 2002 oh i'm gonna i'm gonna lowball it um like like a million it grossed seven million. Oh damn! All right. Uh, total worldwide gross. Uh, total U.S. gross was sixteen million thirty-seven nine sixty-two, and total worldwide gross was sixteen million nine ninety-four. So like, didn't really, didn't really go well overseas. I I wonder why. I mean, I feel what? I feel like how I don't know. What were you saying? No, you go ahead. I I don't know. I feel like it 
could and it couldn't. Like, I feel like if you got... If you gave it to British comedians and just... Or not British, but, like, other language comedians and let them dub what they wanted to over it, then I... Like, I feel like if you gave it to someone with, like, a similar mindset and didn't follow it, like, beat for beat, rule for rule... Like, it's different in every market. Yeah, that's... Like, I think if you did that, it would be a fun thing, but... I don't think that's what they did. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on how well the original was received, like whether the original was popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the... What's the Rotten Tomatoes, even though that's not the best? Uh, wow, people did not like this movie. Or at least critics didn't. It has a 13, yeah. 13%... 69 hey audience score uh well it's not a critic movie no but i do agree with what the critics say about it uh the consensus at least says it's a short sketches worth of jokes stretched into a full-length movie and like it is like that's what i was saying at the beginning like it it feels like it should be short like maybe as a tv special it would have been a lot funnier i don't know where do you put this as a tv special though just like Like, how does this work just like throw it on like turner classic movies or something i don't know or just be like hey the the creator of jimmy neutron is making a karate special tune in for the karate special it's only like an hour 20 an hour 30 yeah i just i i don't like it being a feature only works so much for me i don't know i feel like me agreeing with like the negative criticisms of it makes it sound like i don't like it i do enjoy it there are parts of it that i do enjoy i don't hate it like it would be a two and a half three out of five like i had fun i think it was taking a stab at a market that never took off yeah you know how like from 2004 to like 2010 ish maybe a little less the the spoof movies really like exploded well and then they stopped purely because of uh friedberg and setzer and then everyone went we don't want any more friedberg and seltzer movies and they went fine right like i think this was steve odenkirk thinking this is an untapped market. This is going to be something very big. And then it didn't pan out the way he thought it would. Yeah, like, what if I did one of those parody movies but took it one step further and made it something that already exists? Yeah. And I think that this is better than a fair amount of those from that time. Yeah, no, I'd put it above Epic, Disaster, Date, uh, Meet the Spartans the comebacks oh, was one i think uh i'm probably dead even with the comebacks just because the one kid's name was acl tear that's funny yeah and the whole thing he plays football and then it happens i'll give it to that that's funny um trying to think of what are the what are the other parody movies that they did the ball one that you always talk about did that come up already the ball one Hugh Jackman has balls on his oh, face. Oh, movie 43. That's different. 
Oh, it's different. Yeah, that's not them. Oh god, movie forty three is a nightmare though. But yeah, it's a bunch of short sketches, and in the first one, Hugh Jackman has balls on his chin, and Kate Winslet has to not be grossed out on their date. And in the next sketch, Richard Gere is like, hey, this is our new iPod. It looks like a naked lady. And Jack McBrayer is like, young boys are getting their fingers mangled because you put the fan where the vagina should be. This You have described a funny movie so far. It's not. It's bad. (laughs) There are a few funny moments. There's a quick sketch where it's like a commercial and it's like, don't bang on machines if they aren't working for you. Tiny children are in there trying their best. That's, That's... That's legitimately funny. That's the hardest I've laughed in the three times I've seen that cursed fucking thing. That's three sketches that you've described that sound funny to me. One of them is. <laughs> oh, God, I hope we never do that on this show. That's a challenge, uh, listeners. Yeah, no, I know for a fact when we have a returning guest come on or someone who's a fan, they'll be like, well... The gauntlet has been thrown! Instead of finally letting Connor do Herbie fully loaded, let's do movie 43. Herbie. No, man. My Herbie was dodgeball. Of like a just young... Of we got real close to it. Oh, yeah. And then we didn't get it. (laughs) Well, it's it's, it's twice with Herbie now, because we almost had it uh, when uh, Martin Goofy Guy came on. And then it was almost the first thing I suggested. And then we did Zoom and I was like, I hate this so much. I want to give you also garbage. Zoom was, uh, Zoom was just all right. Just, uh, it's totally okay. I did not like it at all, but it's not the worst thing that we've watched for this show, I think. No, it's not. It's not the worst movie ever made. No. Repo. No. I there were enjoyable moments in Repo. I still can't get over uh and I feel like this is something we would talk about on the Vinnies, but we're talking about it now on this episode. I maybe we'll talk about it again on the Vinnies. Yeah. I still can't get over running with scissors, just how much I was not into it. Damn. I really just You thought running with scissors was worse than Repo. I like Repo. It's dumb. I like how Oof. dumb it is. Oof. It's stupid. And it's fun because it's fun stupid. Is, is, it's not fun. I had a great time with it. I've never watched a movie before and had a hangover the next day from the movie like I did with Repo. That sounds like a you problem. Repo made me physically ill for two days. I like it. <laughs> I think it's a good time. Uh, this movie was a good time, though. It was good enough. I had a fun enough time with it. I did. I was a little disappointed by the fact that I didn't laugh as much as I did when I was a kid. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. As you get older, you're like, you've seen these jokes before and done better in other things for some of them. I guess, man. But like, there's movies that I feel like I would dust off and and laugh at the same amount. Yeah, no. The Master of Disguise, for example. Ugh. I I was gonna agree with that with Tommy Boy, but like, yeah, but like Tommy Boy is 
just good. Yeah, just something you liked just as a like kid. That actually, you're, a good movie. You're now like this is bad, but I'm having a good enough time with it. No, man, like Tommy Boy is good. No, but Tommy Boy is what still I was, good. I meant like with your always good. Master of Disguise thing. Yeah, but yeah, no, Tommy Boy is great. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, like we've seen better Matrix parodies than a cow shooting milk. This is like the fourteenth movie in a row where we've had a Matrix parody. We're, I feel we're like. getting a lot of early two thousand stuff, and that's when the Matrix was like. I'm looking back, and I think we only had one movie with the Matrix parody that. It's the fucking dog movie. Yeah, well, th- this will come out after it, so yeah, Karate Dog. But aside from that, I don't. Was there one in Rocky and Bullwinkle? Maybe I guess there might have been. I guess it was. It might have just been Karate Dog. It just was recent enough. But Karate Dog like was lot. just bad enough that it hit you. Karate Dog, dude. It's Chevy Chase. He's the Karate Dog. Well, I do declare there's a, a Karate Dog. I still got to finish editing that episode this weekend. <laughs> but I do. Do we have anything else to say about Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Um, uh, the sequel tease, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. They're never going to make it. Uh, they, <laughs> there, it was discussed in 2018 was what I read. I see. I saw that Steve Odenkirk's come out and been like, no, it's like the joke is that there's never going to be one. And it's so overblown and ridiculous that like, it's just not going to happen. It's like when, uh, Mel Brooks does History of the World Part 2 at the end of History of the World. Yeah. I'd watch it. I would too. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd rush out for opening weekend and be like, oh man, gotta check out Kung Pao 2, Tungy's Fury, what is it? <laughs> tongue of Fury. <laughs> what is that? Oh, the fucking tongue fighting. We didn't... Yeah, we, we didn't not mention discuss... Tungy at all. Yeah, we... I was talking more about when he meets Wonderboob there oh, yeah, and they, they fucking they tongue fight. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, sensual? I don't know. I, it's, that's not a word I would use. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's... It happens. It definitely happens. You definitely see it. The tongues go blip blip. They do blip blip. That does happen. I don't think we mentioned Tungy at all as well. Uh, Steve Odekirk is playing the Chosen One, the main character, and he's the Chosen One because he has a face on his tongue that goes yee-yee. It eats. Yee-yee. I don't... When the tongue ate, I was like, I have questions about its pooping, but I don't want them (laughs) answered. It should be all the same. All the pipes should be the same. But, like, it goes inside the tongue when he eats it. Yeah, all the plumbing should go to the same place, I think. What, is this an all drains lead to the ocean situation? Yeah. The ocean is butthole. (laughs) And, yeah. Uh, At the end, he (laughs) uses Tungy to, like, wrap around the ship and send it away or something. He spins it around, yeah. and then they're like, oh, no. No, now we must go back to France. 
They're like the, the evil organization. I... The evil corp, the the corporation, the whatever it was. I don't know, man. I I uh, just finished watching this movie too. How about the uh, the ba- the gag with the baby rolling down the hill? Were those sounds dubbed, or were they actually coming from that baby doll rolling from down the hill? From a baby, they rolled down. A well, hill. it's obviously a doll. <laughs> But was it coming from the baby doll? Uh, I I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I feel like I... it was. Like, that was just, that was like the first thing I noticed. I'm like, I think this is just live audio of this baby doll going down. Because, like, the way it bounces and, like, the sound skips. And the lady throws him again. <laughs> oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny there's funny stuff in this uh they were smart to do the cg baby in a nighttime scene in shadow so you can't see how fucking gross it looks what's the what's the the 90s show uh alan mcbeal and that have there was like a creepy baby in there yeah it had the dancing cgi baby which like became one of the most famous gifts or something Chris is very scared of the baby gif, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> was the baby an all-the-time thing in the show? Oh, I don't know. I never watched Allie McBeal. I don't, don't really know about it. Uh, it. It was a law firm. She was a lawyer. They had a gender... Was neut- the baby a lawyer? They had a gender-neutral bathroom. Uh, what does that have to do with the dancing baby or law? Robert Downey Jr. was there. Okay. As the dancing baby? No, I googled Allie McBeal, what was the deal with the baby? So, um... Oh, this is a long story, Vulture. The baby dances to Hooked on a Feeling. Uh... Uh, Me too. It's, uh, because of... It's in the season one episode... And it was because she was worried about her biological clock. So it just ran out in front of her. It was like a fantasy of her, I guess. So it was just a one-time deal. Yeah, it was a one-time deal that just got super big online. Nice. Yeah, but uh, this CG baby was also, when you could see like the full CG baby, didn't look good. No. I mean, the CG in this isn't good, but, like, it was $10 million. It was not an expensive movie. It did, uh... Well, that's part of, like, the thing, I feel like. Yeah. No, yeah, like, the cheap effects is part of the joke. They had a pee gag? Yeah. With the baby? Every baby thing's gotta have a pee gag. Babies piss, Uh, you see. Yeah. They don't know how to control it. They just piss. There's a pee gag in the Superior Baby film, Baby Geniuses. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say a different CG Baby film. That is my uh, greatest fear. I don't know that one. Is there a CG Baby in any of the Look Who's Talking? It's no, Son of the Mask babies. is the scariest <laughs> fucking movie on the planet. I only saw it once. That baby is a demon. It belongs in hell. I hate it. 
If you say the gauntlet has been thrown, I'm going to punch you in the nuts next time I see you. I think probably the gauntlet's been thrown. I'm going to punch you in the nuts next time I see you. Just a little bit of of gauntlet being thrown. You're you're getting punched in the nuts next time we're in person. There's a a phone call happening below me. There's a gauntlet being thrown. You're going to get punched in the nuts. (laughs) Uh... We watched Kung Pao. Yeah. Kung Pao was a movie. Kung Pao was a movie. Uh, I would, I think I'd rate it below the pacifier though. It's enjoyable, I think I, but uh, pacifier just, it has a little more rewatchability. I feel like this one, you watch it once, you got it, you know? Yeah, I think this, this is, uh, I would rank it lower than the pacifier. And that's the episode. We did it, Dan. We did it just for you. And for everybody listening, uh, our next random request roulette will do another time because our next bonus episode is li- little little old birthday episode for for little old <sighs> me. Oh, is this? Are you revealing it at this juncture? I mean, do you want to do a coming attractions game for it? Oh, yes. Great. And it's just me, so I won't guess it. Here we go. Great. I have to. <laughs> I have to decide what I'm doing. Uh, um, trying to think of what would be a fun one to do really quick because i want it to be something enjoyable to the coming attraction song but i also am like get the music you know what no it's it's for my birthday i want it to be something enjoyable something good okay all right i've decided it wow this movie is a movie oh what a great hint actually it's not a terrible hint um it was released the same year I was born, in 1995. Mm. Mm. It's technically based off a TV series, but people don't really consider this the movie version of the TV series. I know a movie that is based on a TV series that Connor loves. Actually, I know two of them, but neither one of them are 95. Yet, I... And in a past episode, I said we're not doing a Jump Street. Yeah, that's only one of them. What's the other one? I'm counting the franchise as one. The other one is Get Smart. I did. Also not 1995. Oh, I thought about doing Get Smart, but uh, this movie does have a sequel. Came out in 2000. Uh, the 2000 sequel was direct-to-video, however. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, this movie wasn't huge when it came out. Uh, oh. It was it was the kind of lesser release for that studio that year. Uh, but it has kind of gained a cult following among the fans of the studio, especially. Shit. Let's see. It uh, <laughs> you know, it grossed uh thirty five million dollars in the U S gross it's got a 58 on rotten tomatoes which makes me sad uh Um, it's it's animated all right it's not kangaroo jack 2 no we have already watched that and that's not based off a tv series (laughs) uh it's a road trip movie 
It's the story of a father who fears his son is oh! getting away from him, so he goes on a road trip to try to bond them closer together. It's fucking Gooby. It's the Gooby yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a Goofy movie. <laughs> Fuck it, let's watch a Goofy movie. I love a Goofy movie. Let's have a Goofy, Goofy time. Calling it a movie as the first hint is a good hint, because it opens with a movie, and then the word Goofy comes in. <laughs> goofy, Goofy. Yeah, I like that one. So coming up next, it's already been revealed in the last episode. Uh... We're going to be talking about the legendarily bad movie The Room with Don from the Even the Score podcast. And then the week after that, we're going to do a uh, bonus week. Instead of releasing the birthday bonus on a Friday, we're going to release it on Tuesday the 22nd because that's the day after my birthday. It'll be the bonus week. And we'll be talking about a goofy movie. We're gonna get a We'll be doing some some dramatic poetry readings from the Dookie album. You keep saying that. Uh we're gonna do F nine <laughs> on that Saturday or Sunday. Like we're planning on seeing it at some point that weekend. I think tickets are on sale now, so we should probably look into that. And uh yeah, and then we'll resume regularly scheduled episodes on the 29th with something it's a mystery to you we know it yeah we haven't revealed it yet yeah um and the other thing the the bald man size elephant in the room that we've been we've been hinting at for a while and we haven't got around to uh the vinnies are still gonna happen obviously we're pushing it to it's gonna be in july yeah uh probably probably a friday mid-july yeah stuff's been happening so yeah but everything should have settled down by that point and we'll be able to get it out we're gonna be doing uh we'll be doing it i think have we connor you can cut it if we haven't decided but i thought we decided we were gonna do it live yeah i don't know how we're gonna but sure we're gonna have some maybe some little some streaming action maybe a little bit of maybe we'll be wearing Maybe we were in suit jackets. Maybe. Who knows? So, yeah, I mean, like, keep it tuned. Stay tuned. But, yeah, tune in next week. Kick it with us. Tune in uh, for The Room next week, Goofy Movie, and F9 after that. Uh, and then maybe during the Vinnies we'll do the live drawing for the next random request roulette. So yeah, submit we those. we can close it out that way. Submit yeah. those to the phone number. Uh, sorry. I've had to say my work phone number so much that I, like, have pushed this one out of my head. Uh, 30... Shit. 30 shit. You heard it here first? But if, uh, we... You got some extra time here, so keep calling in those things. Yeah. Keep calling in your thoughts. Keep calling in uh, movie suggestions uh, so that the roulette wheel will be full of... Full of movies. whatever you want. 301 or 301-941-SIZE if you remember words better than you remember numbers. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got a uh, follow us anywhere at no highway pod. Uh, thanks Ian for the duck cut of the theme song. Y'all are going to be hearing, hearing that three times in the next month. <laughs> and yeah, the, that's all we got. I think. Yeah. So thanks for hanging out. Yeah. 
Thanks for uh, Dan. I know this was a little unorthodox as an episode. I hope you still enjoyed it. Yeah. No. We hope you had fun. We kind of just uh, threw this together. We were like, we should finally actually do this. And so, uh, yeah. Tune in for the next real episodes and the next uh, silly episodes. And for No Highway Option, I've been Connor. And I've been. And as always, these have been our opinions. And if you didn't agree with them, that's too bad because it's our way. No highway option. Okay. The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.